so that's it then. It's just been announced that Mayor Sadiq Khan of London has done exactly what he was threatening to do. That is that he is going to extend the ULIS scheme, the ultra low emission scheme from central London all the way to outer London, covering basically all of greater London right up, pretty much right up to the M25. I mean, there's a few areas that are exempt. That's going to cause a whole lot of confusion, but mostly it'll be covered. And this is going to happen from August 29th, 2023, which is August next year. After that, if you have a car, like the one that I am in right now, driving around happily in North London, just outside the ULES zone, then I will have to pay £12.50 a day to drive this car. Now, he's gone ahead and done this, despite the fact that 80% of people in the affected areas, i.e. in this outer London or London, London, outer London area, 80% of people actually opposed this scheme. They said they didn't want it, but he's decided he's going to go ahead and do it. And in fact, the government as well uh, told him not to do it because of the cost of living crisis that we're under. We'll come a bit more on that in a minute. But the fact is that it's going to put a lot of unnecessary pressure on people that are already reeling from the multiple economic and political impacts that we're having post-pandemic, Ukrainian war happening, the government in plundering around, not knowing what to do with itself or with our money. Uh, this is just gonna make things even worse. This uh, ruling will affect about 200,000 cars. Now, he says, he claims that it will uh, benefit the health of five million people well hang on a minute there's nine there's just under nine million people is the population of London how does it affect five million people I'm not sure where that, those numbers are from I don't know how that work that working out has been done there will be a grace period for people with disabled badges they can actually keep their cars until 2027 and um, they're the Scrappage Scheme is back. The Scrappage Scheme, which is responsible for the death of so many wonderful modern classic cars, including, I, I would imagine, a few of the type of car that I'm in right now, a 1989 BMW E30 325i, pristine condition. This car, I will not be able to drive this now after August or next year. Um, it has to go. And that's a real shame because I basically, it's only been since March of this year, 2022, that I rekindled my love affair with this car because I used to own one uh, in the late 90s. This car gets such a fantastic reception wherever I drive it around London. You know, people will give you a thumbs up, they'll wave, they'll smile, it rekindles memories. You know, people just like to see it, you know, it brings joy. No longer. Cars like this, will it'll be very difficult, very expensive to drive them. I'm not paying £12.50 every time I leave my car park in this car. That's absolutely ridiculous. So £110 million is going into a new scrappage scheme. Basically, I would call it the new car killer scheme. Um, that's about to happen. And uh, they reckon it effect, it'll affect about 200,000 cars. So 200,000 cars are going to be impacted by this. Which are those cars? Well, those cars are the ones that are not ULIS compliant, such as this one but it also affects most petrol cars, but not all, because some actually are exempt, but most petrol cars built before 2005, 
and most diesel cars built before 2015. That diesel thing is going to upset a lot of people. It's going to it's going to be a problem for a lot of families that own diesel SUVs. For them, it's going to be terrible because suddenly the perfectly good car. I mean, 2015 is not an old car. Um, they can no longer drive around in, and it's going to affect a lot of businesses because they obviously will have diesel vans and stuff, and it will affect them as well. So, what is it that they're expecting people to do? Go out and buy new cars? Well, <laughs> newsflash, guys! Newsflash, Sadik, brother Sadik. There are no new cars. The new car market has been in disarray ever since post-pandemic, when they find they didn't have enough computer chips to build enough cars. Things have now gotten worse because supply was supposed to return to normal um, around the middle of this year, 2022. But then, of course, the war in Ukraine happened, and that made things even worse now we're talking about not no stability in production until across the spectrum of the automotive field some companies are doing better than others notably the Chinese but no stability I think in terms of production until probably the fourth quarter of next year so prices of course have rocketed for new cars but not just for new cars because it's had a knockdown effect or trickle-down effect on the used car market if there's not enough new cars in the market, then people who need to change their cars are buying used cars. Get this, used cars are up 47% on pre-pandemic levels. The average price of a used car now is £18,000. That's a lot of money for a used car. And that's particularly we're talking about those families that I just mentioned, they're going to have to give up their diesel SUVs and they may be looking for a new used SUV. We're talking a pricey proposition here. Thank you very much, Sadiq Khan. Thank you so much, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. You can check out all the uh, details of this. If you go here, you can see videos and everything about this car. Brown car guy. So that's an example of, you know, that's an example you saw right there of the fact that the attention this car gets, the joy that it, it spreads, people just love seeing it, you know. So, and, and, and I won't be able to do this anymore. This, that's, that's, that's just not going to happen now. So coming back to the notion that people are going to buy new cars, less polluting cars, ideally people living in London area are just going to go, well, let's not buy any petrol diesel cars at all. Let's buy electric cars. Well, keep in mind the electric cars are still about 35% more expensive than their equivalent petrol or diesel cars. They also tend to hold their value very well. Even a used electric vehicle is about 23,000 pounds to buy. And then of course there's the whole discussion which really does need to be got into about the environmental impact of those electric cars because electric cars, I am not anti-electric car, I'm not anti-EV, I'm very much for them, I'm very much in favor of them. I very much agree that they are definitely part of our solution going forward. I don't think they're the only solution, but I think they are a significant part of the solution. But the way I want to see it happen is I want it to be a natural transition. You know, I want people to naturally move out of older cars into newer cars. What governments and people around the world are trying to do is to get everybody to move to electric cars, okay? We are talking in the UK alone, a total car park with a total vehicle population of about 40 million vehicles, right? Each electric vehicle produces over 26 tons of CO2. That's even before it's been delivered to its owner. 
that's because of the production cost, the extraction cost of the batteries and resources and everything that you need and the production that goes into that car plus the delivery and everything. That's 26 tons before it's even turned the wheel in the hands of the new owner. Uh, an, an average new car, ICE or uh, diesel, is about six and a half tons. If you look at a car like this, the car that I'm in at the moment, it would take me 40 years to produce that amount of CO2 pollution. So in one sense, you're going, okay, you know, uh, we're talking about people's health there and definitely who doesn't want that? The average age of a car in the UK is about eight and a half years. Most, therefore, most of those cars are already falling into ULES compliancy. And it's a 200,000 cars. Is that a significant amount? Is it worth all the expense that they're gonna have to go into in terms of extending the ULES scheme for example, with the road signs, the road markings, and of course the cameras that monitor and fine us ultimately. That's a big investment that's gonna happen. So if he thinks he's just gonna make money off this, wow, I mean, you're gonna spend a lot of money, and I don't think that many cars will actually bring you that many, that much income. And even with EVs, you know, that's not as appealing as it once was, because of course there's no government subsidy on them now, they removed that, so the government doesn't help you buy an EV, and you're thinking, well, at least I don't have to pay road tax. Ahaha, well, that's changing. You will have to pay uh, about 165 pound uh, a year for taxes and then of course the luxury car tax still applies to electric cars will apply to electric cars actually it doesn't now but it will do in the future and the, the luxury car tax what is that that's for uh, cars that cost more than 40 grand and let's be honest most new evs in the market cost more than 40 grand and the luxury tax is 355 pounds per year for the first five years and then the other thing about EVs is the cost of running them. Of course, the cost of energy, as we all know, is going up dramatically. In fact, charging a, an EV now at a public charging point is only like within two pence per mile the running cost of a petrol car. You know, there used to be a significant gap, but now it's because the, the cost, particularly charging uh, at a public charger, is more expensive than charging at home. You can save a little bit of money, but it's still going to add a significant amount to your bills, but it will be cheaper than running a petrol car, for sure. Even charging public charging points will be cheaper, but not as cheap as it was. So the, that gap is getting smaller. Admittedly, that gap will increase a little bit again, because the other thing that they, uh, apart from these, this tax that they're introducing on electric cars that they announced in this autumn, uh, mini budget, whatever you want to call it, uh, what they didn't reveal was that the uh, OBR also reckons that in order to meet their targets, they will have to increase fuel duty on petrol from March next year, which will be to the tune of about 12 pence. Don't forget, they did put it down five pence this year, even allowing for that, you're talking about seven pence. At the moment, I'm just at the petrol station now, it's one pound 63 still at this petrol station, at seven pence, you're talking about, we're going back up to about 170 plus for a liter. I suspect that by next year, uh, towards the end of next year, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see two pound a liter for petrol, not for diesel, but actually for petrol. So we're being hit hard by the cost of running and buying cars you think okay well they want us to move to public transport public transport is in disarray because there are strikes every other week it's going crazy they can't even resolve that and again as the case has been made time and time again particularly i guess by those 80 percent who objected who opposed this proposal was that in outer london it is not so easy to use public transport
transport invariably what normally happens is if I want to get from one place in North London to another place in North London I have and I want to take the tube then I actually have to go into town somewhere change you know at a Baker Street or Bond Street or something like that and then come back out again or if I take a bus it'll be like two or three buses and it will be about three times the time duration to make that distance as it would be in a car so this is going to hit a lot of people very very hard uh, I think it's extremely wrong but let's now move to classic cars I've already touched on the fact that classic cars are very low usage they're therefore very low emissions because they don't get used very much but also they're well looked after they're molly cuddled even if you like um, and you know and they're just wonderful things to behold as you just literally saw that as we were on camera and these cars are now going to be killed off and the fact is that there is a 40-year rule for classic cars cars over 40 years that means they have to be older than 1982 there are certain Lamborghini Countaches and certainly Diablos that fall into that bracket that now cannot be driven in London can you think just, just imagine that the McLaren F1 fold into that bracket so the, the the classification of classic cars is redundant now I have made a detailed video on ULES and the problems with ULES and the links are in the description or above here somewhere and I've also done a detailed video on the fact that why these class the classic car classification needs to be changed because it's actually wrong and goes against the United Nations sanctioned uh, approved classic car specification or classification from an organization such as FIVA which is the Federation uh, International Federation of Classic Automobiles so all words to that effect I'm paraphrasing but it's just wrong the classification is wrong and in fact there is an allowance from FIVA for not only cars older than 30 years being definitely classics which of course this would then qualify but even room for cars older than 20 years as being classed as young timers and I think that you know if they put a mileage restriction or something like that on classic cars and they say okay well you know I mean uh, yes I'm using this car really often but I don't commute anywhere so I'm not driving it every single day and uh, most of my mileage is out of town anyway so it seems crazy that all of a sudden I can't drive operate this vehicle in town it cannot be seen it cannot spread the joy I can't enjoy it and I can't this whole and and then you're talking about car meets car events talking about the Ace Cafe on the North Circular how is that going to be impacted you're talking about the business the classic car business there's garages and specialists and restoration companies within the M25 uh, circle that are also going to be impacted this really has not been thought through I think it's completely the wrong decision and if and I think it should be I think there should be another famous u-turn this time from a labor mayor but if there isn't going to be a u-turn then they really need to look Sadiq 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 I plead with you brother come on dude come on look at classic cars again look at classic cars at least bring that down to 30 years it doesn't make sense and please let's not scrap a huge amount of wonderful model classics just because people are going to get a couple of grand for them or even less actually let's not do this ah this news sucks hope you enjoyed that video if you did please please hit the like button and share this video as well if you can and while you're at it check out these guys who also sponsor my content i am deeply grateful to them because it helps me to buy new equipment put fuel in the cars and yes buy a cup of coffee you can do the same just go here or right here on youtube just hit these three little dots down here and click on thanks make sure you're signed in first my content is free but this is how you can help me keep it that way i may even send you a gift oh by the way watch this next